The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life to build a better you. Stay tuned. Well, good morning, everyone. Hi, guys. And welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. I'm Ty. And I'm Jesse. And we're bringing you habits of successful people. Yep. We're breaking them down. Mm-hmm. Today, we're talking about... Attractiveness. Attractiveness. Sexy. Which is funny because today you told me that you kind of are repulsed by me today. Yeah. Well, not today. I was on Friday. On Friday. So, okay, here's some real personal information. Everybody sit down. This is going to get real. So, and I'm going to have, you know, science to back this up because I'm actually going to talk about the subject. So it's kind of funny that it came up. Okay. Um, But I was about to start my period. As okay. all women do. Well, explicit uh, content. Yeah, okay, here, so we it's, go. here we go. And um, on Friday in particular, I could not stand you at all. Anything you did, you were like talking too loud. You were aloof or I felt like you were aloof. I just, I could not stand you in the least. My question. Yeah. So for all the husbands and boyfriends out there mm-hmm. who may or may not track these events. I think this is so. Get don't... in so much trouble. But wouldn't know, it be nice but, to have a roadmap for these things but for the, us who don't don't experience it and have no idea why all of a sudden one day I'm like the most handsome gentleman in the world and everything I do is magical to <laughs> essentially being the same exact person the next day and you <laughs> essentially want me to fly to the other side of the planet because you cannot stand me. Okay, so here's the thing. I know that many male partners track their female counterparts cycles okay okay here's the thing though Eve, if I, my feelings on friday where you were so irritating in so many different levels just um, blaming it would make it would devalue it your would, emotions it would devalue my emotions and you just want to be heard you want me to also feel don't be sarcastic that that's exactly it's, don't be sarcastic it's still my experience so you yeah. still have to interact with those feelings whether you like it or not and i made sure that you were interacting with those feelings because i was not having it on friday i, I understand and you all. still have feelings we're not i'm not devaluing feelings yeah but you can't blame it on a menstrual cycle i would like love I, to i know it's that's like ty's being a jerk at work today it's like it's all right he's having his menstrual cycle and we'd be like oh okay cool let's go get him some chocolate and then everybody give me chocolate and i'd be like hey this is a pretty good vent instead of being like, Ty's a jerk. I don't know. Just, just me. Just okay, me saying well, here's, Okay. So now you are out of the woods as far as the hate yes. that comes your way. And I'm back to being attractive. Um, Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Fair you enough. Are, you are attractive. Fair enough. Okay. I guess I'll go to the gym more. You are generally I... attractive. However, like me, you're not walking on water yet. Okay. So you need to slow your roll. Okay. So I need to fall on other aspects than my attractiveness yeah, right you now. Gotta be funny my, and sweet, my charming, my sweetness. Yes, yeah. Lots of doting and gifts. Yes. All right, I, I get it. 
well, we just got real here and we know where the power dynamic of our relationship is. So let's, uh, let's talk about attractiveness. We'll talk about the history of attractiveness. We'll yep. talk about the science of what makes you attractive to people. Right. right? And then we're going to kind of try to incorporate how to become more attractive, not just in like physical looks, but in overall general sense of attractiveness. Yes. Yeah. All right, here we go. This day in history... All right, so for attractiveness, we're going to do physical attractiveness for the history. Oh, I I was because I was wondering how this plays into history exactly. Yeah, so we're going to talk about attractive body types throughout history. Cool. And for men, it's essentially the same thing: lots of muscles, big, broad shoulders, thin waist, the Peruvian man, the perfect body. Symmetry. Do you want to guess why that might be? The I don't know why. Because the male species. And your own species. Oh, I get it. Um, is meant to protect and be strong and defend. Right. I would assume that. So like even like ancient Greek gods were were the same now as modern day superheroes. Like yeah. It's always been that kind of status. A, a little bit maybe in the in the Renaissance time, like people wanted to be kind of fatter because okay. they could eat and food was was scarce. And we'll talk about that with women too. Mm-hmm. But for generally, even then, like to be big and strong, you had to eat a lot of food. You know, oh, so I guess like that's being true, yeah. big and strong is the male body type, which kind of sucks for most of the population because the average height of a male in the U.S. is five nine. Yeah, like yeah. That's I'm five. I'm five nine, five ten. I used to be five ten. I'm shrinking, and now I'm getting. You smaller. are not shrinking. I'm shrinking. It's are you okay. really shrinking? Yeah, I'm getting old. It happens. But but I'm I'm a smaller guy. I'll never look like a big superhero type body type. Well, and just, it- I just don't have the frame. I got tiny bones, and I'm short. So I'm always at a deficit on on that. Well, and people talk about women and body types and, and our expectations, but men also have that. Yeah. And so we have to take into account because not every dude is V'd out. Yeah. And, and you, and you yeah. see that. You see that on like when you shop for, I've always been shopping for shorts and yeah. I can't find shorts that are, don't go past my knees because all the models, mm-hmm. all the male models are 6'2", 6'3", and 160 pounds. Well, right. that's a, such a slim portion of the population, but that's who looks good on the in internet. In those shorts, yeah. Same thing for women. You see all yeah. these dresses, and they're they're really tall, skinny models, and most women are not tall and skinny. Right. Just not your body type. So anyway, yeah. let's go through. I, I only found it on women, because men is like the same. Gotcha. But, okay. But women's body types and attractive body types have changed throughout history. So here we oh. go. Starting in ancient Egypt. This is, you know, we're going to talk about 1200 BC, um, ancient Egypt, and they wanted slender bodies. With narrow shoulders, high waist, so really long legs, okay, and a very symmetrical face. Oh, okay, it's like all yeah, the beautiful yeah. pharaohs. But like with the with the shoulders, why the narrow shoulders? Um, I don't. I Is don't it just know. looking more say. slender? Maybe it's looking more slender. Maybe it's maybe it's looking more like that that uh, pear shaped. You know, like that feminine physique. You know, where you. But it wasn't like a breast thing. It wasn't they weren't breast into breasts. They, they weren't yeah. into breasts. So. But they were very like um, sex positive culture. Like women, yeah. women could engage in sex. They could divorce husbands without any shame. So mm-hmm. that was kind of a, a actually pretty cool and progressive kind of time period. They got Greece, ancient Greece, mm-hmm. about 500 BC. They wanted plump ladies. Oh, okay. Full bodied, light skin, and everybody was about male beauty. Oh. That's, that's where you get like... The, the Olympic athletes, you know, and the, the male, you know, sculpt figures, right, things like right. that. So women were kind of secondary to that beauty. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So they thought it was like a, a disfigured male body. Oh. Yeah. Han Dynasty, 
200 BC to about 220 AD. Okay. They wanted a slim waist, pale skin, large eyes, and small feet. So this is in Asia. Oh, yes. So like and they would bind their feet. And, and things oh. like that. So, oh, that's so rough. So, so bad. And they, they wanted like long black hair. They wanted white teeth and really red lips. So think of the geishas. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the kind of the beauty of that time period. The Italian Renaissance. Okay. 1400 to 1700 AD. And... This is kind of where I think you start getting like scarcity in food oh. um, in these little areas where uh-huh. you have a big separation in class, you know? Oh, so if you have yeah. a lot of money, you can afford a lot of food. So they wanted ample bosoms. So they wanted big breasts. Okay. They wanted a rounded stomach. Okay. Full hips and fair skin. So you pretty much don't go outside and you eat a lot. So you don't go outside and you eat a lot. Because that was a difficult thing to do. Yeah. And a, and a wife's size reflects her husband's status. Oh, wow. So both in behavior and then your outward appearance. Oh, so not only was it you personally, but like the family unit depended on the woman essentially appearing a certain way. And that was like an honorable thing. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So if you had that skinny little wife, you weren't making a lot of money. You weren't able to feed your, your family excess amount town, of food. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. Uh, Victorian England. So this is 1837 to 1901 AD. Okay. Um, desirably plump, full figured, and then the cinched waist. Oh, so, so like an hourglass. This is, the, this is where the hourglass really starts to come in. They really wanted uh, that hourglass shape. So they'd, they'd use uh, corsets. Yes, yeah. You know, so you really Whale cinch, bones. Yep, you cinch down that, that stomach and you could barely breathe. Mm-hmm. And you, but you have big plump hips and a big plump upper and then a really hourglass waist. So and Didn't they put a bunch of powder on their face that was Because they wanted fair cancer. skin. Yeah. Because so again, a lot, of, a lot of Caucasian people mm-hmm. wanted the fairest skin. Wow. I, I don't know why. It doesn't seem seem practical. It means you don't go outside. Maybe you don't have to work in the sun. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, we have extremes nowadays, but, but too. But now, yeah. now fair, fair, like super fair white skin is not an attractive trait. We want tan. People yeah. want to be tan. So right. anyway, roaring 20s. This is 1920s. Oh, 20s. Flat chest. Okay. Downplayed waist. Uh-huh. Short bob hairstyle and boyish figure. Well, because wasn't it kind of, this is when sexuality kind of, started blooming where women had more um more say and fun yeah, and it was pr- it was promiscuous a promiscuous kind of yeah, yeah it was a very fun time yeah. it seems like the chest is the thing that gets downplayed or yeah know, like think yeah. of a flapper dress yeah it's like yeah. a straight dress mm-hmm. they were the little bob hair right and it was kind of the first time that short hair was found attractive because they used to think long right. hair was was because of you know vitality yes so and young, virility. young young yeah. long long hair but Apparently that, that uh, happened in the 20s, but that shortly stopped in the 30s to the 50s. Okay. And it's the golden age of Hollywood. Oh. So think of Marilyn Monroe. Oh. Big curves, hourglass shape, slim waist, mm-hmm. large upper. So that, that kind of flapper 20 went out of fashion super fast. So it's like over-accentuating feminine body type once we get into the Holly, the yeah, golden age the of golden Hollywood. The golden age of Hollywood. Hmm. Yep, Exactly. Next, you got the 60s. Mm-hmm. So think of like willowy, thin, long, slim legs, kind of an adolescent physique. Oh. Think of like Woodstockish, the hippies, oh, yes. the hippie uh-huh. girls, uh-huh. right? So they're just young and teeny boppy. Right. Right. So that was kind of the, the swinging, swinging London in the, the 60s. Okay. Uh, the, the 1980s, and that lasted about the 1980s. Okay. And that was the supermodel era. Oh, and, and so the, is the, that when the it 80s, happened? The like... 80s supermodel. Oh. So you're talking athletic, um, like curvy, but, but, but not fat. Okay. Right, so tall, toned arms, like the oh, think muscular, of, like a 
Yeah, you know, like the swim swimsuit, um, Sports Illustrated, Illustrated swimsuit edition. Oh, like, okay. That's kind of like the soup, the start of the supermodels in the eighties. Okay. You know, so they were like kind of athletic ladies uh-huh. with with curves, but very, 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 you know, like thin and and tall. Very oh, I tall. see. Gotcha. Um, and then the nineties came along, and mm-hmm. we got grunge. Yeah. And heroin chic. So heroin think of, chic. Think of all like the anorexic girls. From like the the nineties, the girls with anorexia, yeah, yeah. So like the um, the so Kate Moss kind of kind of issue, but so it's like su- super skinny, wayfish, extremely thin, translucent skin. You know, you can't uh, tell if it's a boy or a girl. That kind of that kind. Oh, of and then like the eyes kind sunken of sunken eyes, sink in. that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, really? That yeah. so that was the grunge area. That was the grunge era. Oh, that's great. So we we gave that. We that gave us. that. Yeah, that Fantastic. was that was our era. Okay. Um, and then postmodern beauty <laughs> uh-huh. by two thousands to today, and it's a flat stomach. Mm-hmm. It's healthy skinny, which we're getting better. Which I love. Yeah. yeah. Um, large breasts and butt. Okay. So you want they want full hips and and a large butt. Okay. Um, but they also want a thigh gap, which oh, is the thigh really gap hard which... for women to achieve. Healthily. naturally healthily yeah but it's, it's a very but scary it's something thing. that we like in because this society you got to think that like you're you have thigh muscles and they're huge yeah so if you're getting a thigh gap that means that there's deterioration of muscle and that is super scary because your thigh muscles don't go away easily right so yeah and some women have it naturally like there's some yes, body yeah. types that you're like you are lucky you have that but there's some body types that when they try to achieve that they right. go into an unhealthy status which is the whole problem right well that, that's the thing all of these traits that we talked about even the Egyptian like with the kind of flat chest um <laughs> there's lots of people or a portion of the population that has elements of all of these different things right the thing is that the entire population does not right and we don't embrace this very specific thing about ourselves and and how we are different we all want this very specific body type which is unfortunate and i'm really hoping as we progress through the times mm-hmm. we're, we're becoming what i like to think of as eclectic yeah. We've brought in a lot of different things. Like you can dress like a swingers twenties, you know, you know, person, and yeah. not a lot of people are gonna be like, "What is he doing?" You know, or "What is yeah. she doing?" Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping that we can, you as a person, can I just be as healthy as you can be, find your body type, and be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm a swingers twenty kind of body type. I'm, right. I'm gonna do that, and then you'll be beautiful, singer swingers twenty, and we can people can find you attractive, you know, right. instead of saying, oh, "I, I really want to be the Marvel superhero." Giant shoulders, six three. Right. I'm gonna go get shin implants and raise myself up four inches. Oh my gosh! I don't know if that's that's not a thing. You can extend your legs. What? I know for a fact you can do that. Yeah. I can get longer legs. Yeah, but it's so painful. Well, it's worth it. It is not worth it. Well, no. Let's just let's just we'll let's put just that on the back burner. Thing. No, but you can do, and then you can also get um, bum implants, buttocks implants and all that i'm oh, sure you can do anything literally anything yeah. oh it's so sad so sad but anyway there you go so that's the history of attractiveness in just pure physical form that is wild yeah so but let's get into um the science of attractiveness not just physical attractiveness but attractiveness why we are attracted to and people are attracted to us right yep all right here we go Okay, so the University of Texas in Austin uh, found that attractive people get paid three to four percent more. Three, three or four percent more—that's quite a bit over your lifetime. Yeah. So just in general, it's it's the, not skill base is different, years different. If you're lined not up indus- against industry, just yep. If you are more attractive, you get paid three to four percent more. 
right? Over and, your lifetime. That and is the, awesome. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And the University of Chicago tells us why. So what they found is that even if we are not seeking a sexual partner or you know, like trying to get with that person, we still want to be around a person that we find sexually attractive. Just all the time. All the time. Okay. And um, and so we spend a lot of time getting to know them. We remember more details about them. Um, we, in general, like start to emulate them if we find them attractive. Um, and so therefore we spend more time and, and interactive interaction with them. And, and so then they're, we're more likely to give them things, money, gifts, benefits, whatever it is. anything like that. Yeah, because we, we not only do we find them to be attractive, and again, this is not that you're seeking that partner as a sexual partner, but just the fact that we find them sexually, like a sexual, a sexually now, appealing. Now is, is this just based on your preference? Like, you know, heterosexual no. female to male, or is it like no. male to male heterosexual as well? It, it is, okay. yeah, so that they that they would be a prime example of a, of a good sex, or a, a good sexual partner. Okay. Or a, a good specimen. I don't know okay. how to put that. A, spe- a specimen. We can yeah, say a that. specimen. So like um, me being female, I'm not attracted to other females, but if she would be a good sexual specimen for yeah. someone, I would still want to be around her. Oh, just just in your brain without you even knowing it. Yep. And it's because I'm not seeking her as a sexual partner or anything like that, but I want to be around her. And I, I remember more about her simply because she is a, a good sexual specimen interesting isn't that interesting that's why i always wear low v-cut shirts around my bosses <laughs> just to kind of just in case you never know you remember the last time i bought you a v-neck and you lost it <laughs> they don't look good if that's the 6'2 220 pound 7 percent body fat guy he can wear the v-neck all of us the rest of us we're not allowed just so you know we're not allowed <laughs> the the short five nine hairy guys <laughs> Can't wear V-neck T-shirts. It's I keep ridiculous. Going. Here we go. Anyways, so this there's a very specific um, study that I quote all the time that more attractive lawyers win, win more, more cases. cases. That is not accurate. Okay, so let's hear okay, the real. So the real study. so lawyers that are attractive make about twelve percent more on uh, or have a twelve percent higher billable rate and collection. Okay, so they just make more money. They just generally make twelve percent more money, which is not, insane. But they're not better. Male attractive uh, lawyers win more cases. Okay. Female attractive, and the more attractive she is, the the stakes are kind of more against her. So the case has to be better. Like that, she so her she, case, she wins less if she's she wins, more attractive. Yes. Wow. And so and and the only thing that compensates that is if her argument. I mean, if she just works her tail sure. off, right? So is this because of judges, because of old crotchety judges? Well, I don't know. I think that, I mean, it is a, a primarily male career. Yeah. And so we're still kind of in the boys club kind of situation. Um, I don't know. I mean, because they're still billing out 12% higher and collecting right. 12% higher. Right. But when it comes to cases and, and becoming partner, they are significantly less likely if they're female. That's, that, that's just the industry. That's I would, uh, yeah, yeah, I would think that. Right. Um, so we're going to talk about like facial attractiveness, okay? Um, because we tend to we, I mean, we like like to look at the body, but the face is the thing that we spend a lot of time looking at. It's the money maker. It's the money maker. Yeah, yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah. So um, males are looking for women with soft features. Um, and big eyes. This is generalized. Oh, this is generalized. This is what people, our brain is looking yeah, for. But some people do like 
offshoots of attractiveness. Well, yeah, but um, well, what's really interesting is so we all have things that we find attractive. We have a type, if you will, but they don't really line up with. I mean, like some people like like the curved noses or bigger ears or that or blue eyes versus you know, and and so those things. Those are very specific to each person. And that's why this attractiveness type research is so interesting because everybody is so different. But in general, if we're looking for um, a sexual partner as a male, we are looking for softer features, clear skin, big eyes. Okay. Because that indicates youth and childbearing years left. Okay. We, We don't want, we don't want the old maid. We want the the woman who can produce children for us. That is That's what just our brain an evolutionary trait in our brains. Yeah, and when okay. and so when we think about that, and we're like, we're attracted, like, oh, I'm so attracted to that person. I got to go chase them, that kind of thing. It's your brain is telling you that they can childbear for you, and so that's what we're chasing there. Okay. Now, women are really interesting because it is based on our menstrual cycle. Come to find out, okay. Um, so if we are currently on our period. We want softer features, more calm voice, a higher voice, higher pitched voice, and and someone who is smaller in stature. Okay. So a woman, we want a, a more of a woman, feminine looking male, right? So you want a girlfriend just to eat, sit around and eat ice cream and watch Sex in the City with you? No, but but also as a sexual partner, like you want you you want it all at that you point. want it yeah no no but in all honesty like it. it's yeah. it's it's very more of a feminine feature and and this let me clarify this this is not um de- or does not depend on whether you're a homosexual or a heterosexual or binary or any of those things it does okay. have nothing to do with your sexual That's orientation just what you want period yep it okay. just it just seems to be the way the the hormones mix in our blood that we want that more feminine type person now when we are ovulating now, ovulation is only... That's when you're baby making. It's a, it's a very slim part of the month, that's but it's a, a want, very intense one. That's when you want the high heels and the giant biceps. The high heels? Women and men, respectively. Or maybe both. Or I don't both. I don't know your preferences. Lots of, lots of sharp features. Yep. More of a male voice. More of a domineering type. Not domineering, but like a larger male, that kind of thing. Like a very, very masculine Male, and I think that's why I like you so much when I'm ovulating. Probably because <laughs> of your handsome face. But then, then I cannot stand you otherwise. It's because like, my sharp. I have sharp features. You have a sharp, like specifically your chin, like your nose. Your you have very masculine, like a very masculine face. Oh, right? so maybe some guys don't have an issue like this. Maybe they've got just rounder features, and there there were significant other really likes them during during their menstrual cycle. Maybe and I don't know. I, mean, okay, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and much. but then specifically, obviously, and now we are in a in a space in humanity where we are pairing off with a single person, and so like you have to meet all my needs all the time, right? So whether I'm ovulating or on my period, right? And so that's where we get into the more complex intellectual type pieces where you have to like be say nice words to me, even right, though I'm being it. a butt to you. I get it. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting though. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And then the, really what it comes down to brass tacks, because everybody's different. Facial features are different. You can, you're not going to be able to change your chin. Right. Right. Um, we want to, we're looking for high self-esteem. And the reason why we're looking for high self-esteem is because when we have high self-esteem or think um, highly of ourselves, we make more eye contact, right? We mirror more often. 
We say people's names more often. We're more interactive. Like I'm more, if I have high self-esteem, I'm more likely to touch you. Like even like in a nice way, like, like a pat on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. A pound shoulder. A pat on the shoulder. A pat. I think you said like, bro, what's up? No, no, no. Like, yeah. No, but, and not even in, in, in a sexual manner, just an interaction. Right. And so when we are like that, when we mirror other people, it's very appealing because we're watching ourselves do stuff. Okay. So like in therapy, um, I'll mirror p- people's behavior and it'll make them feel more comfortable because I'm, I'm acting like they are acting, right? And we want more of that. And so the more that we interact and the more that, that our self-esteem um, is higher, we feel better about ourselves, we're more likely to attract those people in because they want more of us. So even if you're not born with the features that you would like, yes, just being confident with who you are is going to up your attractiveness. Yes, absolutely. 100%. So get out there and, and try to up that confidence quota. Yep. Okay. Quotient. Whatever. I don't know. What is the word for that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But let's move on. Um, Maybe someone can write in and tell us, be like, you guys and your grammar. Like, is it because it's really early in the morning? It's ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah. So that's what I have. So we're going to move on to action plan after our coffee segment. I'm going to tell you exactly how to be more attractive. Well, this is, everybody's going to want to know this. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is the bombshell. So stick around. I drink pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee trying to keep my sleepy soul awake but the sleepiness still comes along and when it does it's fast and strong i end up with a bad case of the shakes so what are we drinking this morning we are drinking starbucks coffee blend and we got it. And it Christmas has, Christmas blend. What did I say? Coffee blend. Oh, yeah, it's coffee. It's pretty much all coffee blends. <laughs> it's, it's Christmas blend. And it has a tiger on the front. It's oh, a, it's a it's Christmas a, tiger. And it's a red bag. Yeah. Very Christmassy. It's a, it's a tiger, Christmas tiger. <laughs> okay. It's like vicious. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's a dark it's roast. Smooth, yeah. And like we said, we, Starbucks is so all over the place, you know, with 10, 100,000 stores or whatever, 10,000 stores across the United States and... They own a bunch of smaller coffee roasting companies, so it's kind of hard not to be around Starbucks. Yeah, when Lisa Smidgen. Lisa Smidgen. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I I'm, I'm going to give this an okay sign. This is not like the A OK. That's I don't like that. That's that's my re- my ranking for the Christmas blend from Starbucks. <laughs> you can't stack up all the coffees together if it all the thing all the rating systems are different. It doesn't make any sense. This is. This is maddening. The, the arbitrary it's system maddening. is what makes it work. <laughs> if I do not. a similar thing, it's not going to work. <sighs> All right. So let's get into coffee and what so a few things that it does to the body. Since we're talking about attractiveness and bodies today. Bodies. Online. You ready? The first one is coffee stimulates bowel movements. Yeah. You yeah. Go, did you, did you know go. that? Yeah. Do you know why? No. So they believe that caffeine directly, directly stimulates the colonic muscles. Oh, I thought it was like a like through the system, it made you well because like it doesn't it can dehydrate you. I thought that was part. So of that we're gonna process. get into that into that next. Um, so and not only does the the caffeine stimulate the colonic muscles, if you're drinking hot warm liquid, it can help you relax the colon and promote muscle contractions. Oh, so that's why a happy colon. Down that's there. why you want. That's why you probably get that laxative effect. It can also empty your gallstone or your gallbladder. Which emptying your gallbladder a lot reduces the risk of gallstones. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Second one, the dehydration. Yeah. It's a myth. Oh, is it? Yep. It's just a very mild diuretic. So if you're drinking maybe eight 
cups of coffee a day Whoa. and no water, you're probably going to get a little dehydrated. You're going to die. That was happen if you were drinking eight Cokes a day and not drinking any water. Oh, that's okay. Or eight orange juices a day and not drinking any water. Oh. That makes sense. You got you have to drink your water during the day. Okay. So, but yeah, the coffee itself is not going to make you dehydrated, so you don't need to worry about it as much as oh, that say. Oh, I like that. Yep. And then coffee may suppress appetite and boost calorie burn. Yes. But it's not a magic weight loss. It is not, bullet. but but um, working with eating disorders, coffee is a very common way of avoiding consumption of food absolutely it is because yeah. you have a coffee a caffeine stimulant and then it's also stimulates thermogenesis what is that which mean? is the process our bodies use to create heat oh so we heat up our body which increases our metabolism and okay. burns more calories oh i see what people are doing there yeah. okay yeah that's why maybe you get like hot maybe you start to sweat oh yeah when, I you, sweat when you drink when too, much coffee. too much coffee yeah that's why because of the thermogenesis oh so there you go so there's three little areas of coffee that coffee does to your body well, so just like anything then, coffee is seems like it can be beneficial in this way. Like Absolutely. as long as you're not overdoing it with like eight cups and you're sweating up a storm and just like anything, it's a tool, right? right. So it, a food is a tool, it's a fuel for your body. So if you put in like a sugary treat, mm-hmm. if you put in a little tiny sugary treat, not much is going to happen. And right. it's going to give you some dopamine response in your brain and you're going to feel good and right. if you eat 10 pounds of that sugary treat, your body's going to store it as fat, right? And, and get same, upset it, in it's general. It's the same yeah. thing. It's, you know, that's, that's why it just, consumption of coffee in a moderate amount is just fine and can actually be beneficial for you. But huh. too much or misuse, no, no good. Huh, interesting. Anyway, that's what it does to your body. But it, hopefully you can use that to make yourself more attractive. Be like, I'm drinking my coffee. I'm being super attractive. I want to go have a bowel <laughs> movement. Just, it's like, it's like you're the man. So... Let's get back on track <laughs> and let's talk about action plan because everybody wants to know how, how they can go about practicing or implementing traits so they can become more attractive. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. All right. I want you to find your high self-esteem. Just, just find it like in the closet? End of segment. No, <laughs> no um, high self-esteem is something that we have to cultivate. So we can't sit and be like, oh, I wish I had high self-esteem. We have to really think about the things that are going to make us feel good and feel good about ourselves. So we, I want you to find a skill first off. Okay. Well, like, a, like a professional skill, a recreation skill? Anything that you, once you have achieved that and you feel good at it, it would, it would be like, yeah, I achieved that. That's awesome. Like, so just anything that you emulate someone else. Maybe you see yeah. someone else playing the piano. And you're like, I really want yeah. to learn to play the piano. So you go and you achieve that skill. Yes. Okay. And, I'm, and so ideally something that you are not already good at. Okay. So something that you're going to have to work out. Because if by d- taking the effort to work really hard at something, um, in and of itself creates self-esteem because you are taking on something that you, you wouldn't normally. But then as you develop that skill, it you've done a lot more work. So you're prouder of it. And we put more value into it okay. once it should, we've achieved it. Should it be a physical trait, like running a marathon or playing an instrument, or can it be like this, meditation or something at work? It can literally be anything. Okay. It could be that you want to learn how to do the bonsai tree thing, which I do, by the way. Okay. But the... <laughs> yeah. The but literally Mr. anything. bonsai tree. Yeah, yeah. 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 So literally anything. I just want you to cultivate that skill and get better and better at it. Okay. Okay. Um, second, I want you to find your scent. 
your like your like odor scent yep okay okay so i want you to figure out if you smell good okay first off have someone smell you and you can go back and listen to our scent podcast yes we have a scent episode that talks about how you smell and how that plays into your like attractiveness and getting a mate and all that stuff too right yes yeah so but you need to find your personal scent your personal you, scent you like or which one the opposite sex or your same sex if you're same sex well preference enjoys what yeah, do you do here well so I, on this one i'm not necessarily looking for something like it there is women who wear muskier type perfumes and men that wear a little muskier um colognes have they they appear more attractive because it's like a pheromones like we think of sexual acts and whatnot because of the musk right okay that's not what i'm really looking for i want you to be like i want to smell like dove soap or flowers or something that you personally like because when you like the way you smell you can be more confident you're more confident your shoulders go back like okay. you you're like yeah come smell me everybody like so spend a little extra on the soap that you really enjoy yeah that that don't, makes you yeah don't cheap out on your vos you know <laughs> shampoo body wash and conditioner all in one VOS is a pretty good suave yeah yeah. I'm just saying, like, go 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 big. Yeah, and and really think about your process and how you smell to other people. Okay, I want you to exercise next. Okay. I don't care what it is necessarily. I just want you to have a little bit of endorphin bump again because you have higher self worth. We're really working on self esteem here. We're less about like body image because that would be kind of a separate situation. Sure. But we're trying to like you you do feel more self confident after you've exercised. And if you can get into nature, just because we our world kind of opens up a little bit in those situations. Okay. Cool. And you with that exercise, I just say do it every day. You don't have to work Whatever out really it hard every day. But yeah. Just exercise every day because you are what you do every day. Yeah. So if you exercise a couple times and you take a month break, it's really not going to do what you want it to do. So it's just every day. Yeah. That's that's even a little walk. Go yep. for a little walk. There you it's go. great. Okay. Surround yourself with positive people. Because if they're positive, you are more likely to be positive. Okay. And when you're having a bum day, those are the people that will boost you up. Okay. So you need okay. a support, a yes. support group. Because if you are surrounding yourself with people who you're not quite sure if they're going to cut you down any moment, mm -hmm. that's not doing you any good for okay. self-esteem. Even if they're super cool, super hot, whatever you're looking for, it doesn't really matter because when it comes down to it, you, you're feeling insecure, which makes you less attractive to literally everyone. Okay. Okay. And then the last thing is I want you to love you. Okay. So which is so positive self talk, no negative talk. Yep. Okay. Figure out what feature that you absolutely love about yourself and accentuate that. Figure out all the cool things that you do and appreciate that you are a human being on this planet doing Can you do all positive these affirmations. Things. Yes. Okay. Positive affirmations, positive meditations. They have all kinds of cool self worth, self esteem ones coming out or, you know, are already out. Right. Um, yoga, um, just nice things. Just do nice things for yourself. Lots of self-care because when you love you, then you can allow others to love you. Okay. So we were building self-confidence. We are exercising a little bit, which is going to make us kind of fall in those closer to those attractive categories yep. in, in body image. And that essentially is going to make us more attractive to to those we want to attract. Yep, because when we're attractive, we really, when we are internally happy, we are attractive, and then others just want more of us. Okay, so go learn a skill, exercise every day, surround yourself with nice people, find your scent, and then be nice to yourself. Yep. And then you'll become super attractive. You'll probably be beating people off with a stick because <laughs> everybody wants to get to you. That's right. All right, well then take all this information and go out there and build better you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>